Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. Today, we have a very special person that I'm going to interview, and she is under four feet, and I think she's pretty cute. I'm going to interview my daughter, who is six, in an effort to help parents understand how you can help your very young, anxious kids. I did do an earlier podcast about this. In episode 29, I talk about how to deal with OCD in young children, which isn't the topic for today. And in episode 28, I talk about don't wait to help anxiety in young children. So those would be two good supplements for this episode. But this episode is some tools and how to get started in developing those coping mechanisms early in young children with anxiety. And so my daughter happens to be staying home from school today because she was sick on Saturday, had a fever on Sunday, and I wanted to give her one more day to just make sure she wasn't contagious and get her to be able to kind of recharge and reset. And I told her I was going to be doing my podcast today and that she had to be quiet. And so she was inquisitive about what that was. And she wanted me to interview her, (laughs) which I thought was kind of cute and actually a really great idea because I want you to hear the dialogue that I'm having with my own child about her anxiety. And I want you to hear from her what she felt helped and what stuck. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Miss Six. So today is a special day because I get to talk to my six-year-old and she's going to help us understand a little bit about how anxiety feels in younger kids, which I thought would be great to hear from someone directly. Sound good? Yes. Okay. So how old are you for everybody? Six. Okay. So a lot of parents have been asking me to tell them how can they help their little, little kids with their worries. Well, at nighttime, you could always just remember about, as you think there's monsters under your bed, you can't worry because you could always sleep. (laughs) That is true. Let's go back to the beginning though, okay? So I want, I'm going to ask you some questions about it. When did you first start noticing that you had a worry cloud? Well, when I was in preschool and stuff, and I was in, when I was five. Yeah, what were your first worry thoughts? Well, my first was about other people, like, well, it was actually me thinking about black Spider-Man yeah. on all, all beds. So your first worry thoughts that you remember were about um, sleep? Yes. Like having a hard time going to bed? Yes. Okay. So what was the Black Spider-Man thought? Well, I only watch scary movies all the time. No, you don't. Well, sometimes. (laughs) You don't. One time I watched my brother's Spider-Man thing video. What is it about, what is the Black Spider-Man and how does that scare you? Well, he has a long tongue and stuff, and he could get you all the time, but it's just a show. Okay, so you you at yeah. first had the scary thought 
about something that you saw on TV. That's the first yes. blurry cloud thought that you remember as yes. a little kid. Okay. And then, and I do remember that being your mom, because then you started not wanting to sleep, and you got afraid at night, and so we had a lot of sleep problems. I actually, and we'll go back to that, but I actually think that you had some worries before them, because I remember two different worries that you had when you were really little, actually maybe three. So I remember one, you would get very nervous going to the bathroom. Oh yes, that was my first one. Yeah, that was your first worry. Can you tell a little bit about that worry? What scared you the most about that one? Well, when I go poop, I normally thought it would be hole coming out. Okay, so worrying about the pain. Yes. Okay, yep, that was a big one. And then sometimes then you became worried about actually going into the bathroom. What was that worry about? About I normally, well, I don't know. I don't know that time. I don't remember that good, too. So, so with that one... What helped you the most with that one? Because you don't have that problem anymore, I don't think. About monsters on wheel. In the bathroom? Yes. I normally thought Black Spider-Man will come out of the toilet. Okay. And you know what? It's okay because worries don't have to make sense, right? We can have worries and we can be like, that's kind of silly, but it's still scary. So the Black Spider-Man was a worry for bedtime and for the potty. Yes. So... In the very beginning, it was just that it was going to hurt, the pain was going to hurt you, but then it moved into, like, the black Spider-Man everywhere. Yes. Okay, so what helped you the most? Because parents want to know how to help their little kids with their worries. Some parents think they should just wait until they're older, and I always tell parents, no, you want to help them as soon as those worries pop up, even if they're three or four or five, because you started getting your toilet worries around three and four. Even at your ten, you might still have worries at ten. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's why it's good to work on them now so that when you're 10 and you have worries, or 14 like your sister, you have some ways to beat it, right? Because they will pop back up as you get older, but you want to have some ways to beat it. Yes. You could think about it's not real sometimes. Okay, does that help you? Yes. It makes me just remember about it's just like on TV. It's not actually really real happening. Okay, so when you were little, that was one thing that we did, is we talked about what is real and what's pretend, right? Yes. Now, sometimes parents will use, like, monster spray or other things, but I kind of took the approach of just telling you that things aren't real. I think I know what my fault was. Yeah? Like, I think it was, like, about I was not safe in this house, but you always told me about we're safe in this house. I that is true. That. Yep, that was kind of related to the Black Spider Man, right? Yes. With your sleeping. Yes. Okay, so we'll get into all of these things. So there was toileting fears, and there was um, nighttime bedtime fears, and also I want to mention this one: you were nervous to go to preschool. Well, well. When I just saw, like, my friend flew up, like, a different friend who I forgot her name, she she flew up and she had to sit, like, on a chair at recess, and it made me feel scared about throwing up at school, about my friend won't be my best friend anymore. Yeah. So, eventually, so that was preschool, and so I thought that you had a lot of worries around friends, like what people would think of you. And your tummy always hurt, which now makes sense because you were worried about throwing up. 
Yes. Right? So that actually makes a lot of sense. You never even said that when you were little. But then you went to kindergarten, and you don't have those fears anymore. Yes, because I learned right now about going off is not so bad. When you do it your first time, it's very scary. Like my first nightmare, I flew up before I was knocking on your door. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yes. All right, so we had toileting fears, nighttime fears, fears of throwing up, and worrying about what people think of us. Yes. And you were afraid of swim class, too. That was a big one. Yes, that was the very biggest one. That was, that was one. the last one that I had when I just started swim class. I was afraid because my tummy was always hurting, and I, 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 was, just, I was afraid, and I was going to throw up on the pool. Okay, so a lot of your fears were about throwing up. Yes, because I don't like how it smells or tastes or feels how you do it. It feels really bad. It doesn't feel really good at all. That is true. Now, when you were going to swim class when you were little, I don't remember you ever saying that you were worried about throwing up. Well, when I got on level three, I was so excited, but I didn't even worry about it. But when I was five, I was worried about going. What was, the, what was the scariest part about swim class at that time? Well, well my tummy always holding, and I didn't feel comfortable. But with new teachers, I felt comfortable, and I did really good on it. You did, and you're doing great in swim class now. And we'll get to that. We'll talk about all the good things. Right now, I'm going over all the things that you had a hard time with when you were a toddler up till about now, when you're six. So from like two to six, these are all the worries that you had. And you're doing so much better, and we're going to talk about that and let everybody know like what's helping you the most. But I just want to go over all the things that you had been worried about. Let's say on a 1 to 10, 10 being the worst, like you're having a zillion fears, and 1 being like, I have no fears at all, what number would you give yourself? Well, I would give myself, and I was still little, and it was still happening, a 10, and it was still happening. Okay, but what number are you now that you're 6? Maybe just like a 0. Really? You think you're a zero? Yes. Well, that's good. Oh, one. Yeah. Like maybe a one or a two. It's okay. Yeah. Like nobody's a zero. I'm not a zero. I have, I mean, everybody has fears and that's totally yes. normal and okay. You know, and sometimes I have bad dreams and sometimes I'm scared to go to bed and that's okay. And now the full problem is not even a problem anymore. That one is zero. Really? Yes. Are you sure? We were just talking about that before we went on. <laughs> I don't know how zero-ish that is, but... We will get to that. I'm glad you're feeling that way. Confidence is a good thing because my Miss Six-Year-Old is staying home today because on Saturday, so today is Monday that we're recording this, but on Saturday, she had a virus and so she threw up and then on Sunday, she had a fever, but she had not been throwing up and so I gave her a day today to just recuperate and hang out with me and I told her, but I record podcasts and so I'm going to have to be doing this. And then we both had this great thought of, hey, what if I actually bring her in and interview her? And she loves to talk. And so we thought that was a great idea. Yes. But we were talking, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we were talking about how um, her worry cloud is starting to kind of upset her because she did throw up on Saturday because I had to go drop the other kids off at school today. And as I was dropping them off, Miss Six, we're just going to call you Miss Six, right? was nervous because she didn't want to go because she said, well, what if I throw up? And what if my friends see me? Then they don't like me. And then we started talking about preschool and how that was a worry cloud thought at that time. 
and we don't want it to come back and beat you, right? So we kind of yes. went over the things that we used to go over a long time ago. Yes. Right? So let's talk about how we did that. So when you were really, really little, like when you were three, how did we come up with the name for your worries? Well, we called it Mr. Roy Cloud. Mm-hmm. Because we thought, well, you could talk, you could talk, uh, tell it something else to your friends, but we just call it Mr. Roy Cloud because it seems like a cloud who's worrying about everything in your brain. That is true. So the first thing we did was we named it, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. How did that help you? Well, it, like, it made me feel about, like, it's not just, it's something what's, like, making you bother about something. Yeah. So it helped to, like, give it a name so that whenever you were having those feelings in your body, I would say to you, Hey, mystics. I didn't really call you that. That'd be really weird. Yes. <laughs> but I would say, hey, that's your worry cloud. Or could that be your worry cloud, right? I would yes. tell you what looked like a worry cloud. So when kids yes. are really little, it's helpful to help point out what is a worry cloud so that yes. you can recognize it. Yes, but you can call it anything you want. <laughs> yes. Right. What does our Miss 14 call it? Oh, I can't say it. It's really hard to say. What does Mr. Eight call it? Roy Cloud. Yeah, and sometimes he calls it Mr. Bossy. Yes. Mr. Mrs. Fourteen calls it Dictator. Oh, I thought she calls it something else. No, she calls it a Dictator. So then the other thing that we did with you, because you were having body problems, so your Roy Cloud was hurting your body. And we talked about what a worry cloud does. Yes. So even when kids are really little, like three and four... I thought it was just my sickness, really. We would talk about, what does a nervous tummy feel like? Oh, it feels like you're doing for up, but you actually don't. It surprises you about you're not actually doing for up. How can you tell when it's a nervous tummy or a sickness? Because they feel the same. I don't know. I forgot. You know, because you got really good at saying to me, Mom, I'm having a nervous tummy. My tummy feels nervous. I'm okay, but my tummy feels nervous. And I thought that was really, really impressive that you were able to know that sometimes Mr. Roy Cloud is going to make you feel sick. He's going to make you yes. feel like you want to throw up. Yes, but you're actually not going to throw up. That's right. And that's a good thing to remind yourself, right? Yes. And then the other thing that we started doing when, when kids are little, it's never too soon to start giving them what I call, in my online class, I call them red thoughts and green thoughts. Do you remember what red thoughts and green thoughts are? Well, green thoughts are good thoughts, and red thoughts are bad thoughts. That's right. So what's a, what's a red thought, what's a Mr. Worry Cloud red thought? Oh. Can you give me an example? Well, it's like, as you feel like... Like, there was a monster in your closet. You could always just check. Okay. Oh, we'll get oh. to that. That's a good okay. one. All right. So that, the red thought would be, there's a monster in my closet. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about this, because this was this is a big one. This continues to be one that we're fighting a little bit, yeah. right? And that's okay, because you're little. You're still going to be fighting this stuff. Yeah. So your worry cloud will tell you the red thought, which is, there's a monster in your closet. Yes. You can't go to sleep because there's a monster in there. And yeah. then, what's a green thought that you would use to battle your red thought? Well, about monsters aren't real. 
<laughs> yes. That's right. That's true. What if you have a, a worry cloud thought that your red thought says, yes, th- yes, they are. Well, you can tell because you, when you check, it's not even there. Yeah, and that's the second part that I yes. teach you, right? Yes. Is that, and you can teach little kids this. They're never too young to teach this. Instead yes. of fixing it for them, I teach kids to be a detective, oh. to go and figure it out themselves. So if you think there is a monster in your closet... You could always just check. That's right. And so what would you do? Well, I, like I thought, and I think someone's in my room, I'll just turn on my lights and no one will be there. That's right. And so I'm trying to teach you to take care of yourself. So yes. instead of um, sleeping with you, what else would your worry cloud love me to do? Well... It will love you to just come up and talk to me one more time. That is true. And I do do that sometimes if I feel like you're panicking, right? Yes. And so, and I do talk about this with parents. I say, you know, it's what I call it like a tightrope. Do you know what a tightrope is? No. A tightrope. Do you remember like, I don't know if we've ever seen a tightrope. So if you go to the circus and they walk on this little line, oh, that's yes. called the tightrope. Yes, and they have that little thing in their hands. Like to they... balance them? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like really hard to balance, and so you have to like walk really carefully or you're going to yeah. fall. Well, sometimes parents have to walk on a little tightrope. That's just an example. It's not for real. They have to know when to give you the strength to help yourself. Like when I'm with you, I have to know how to give you the power to help yourself, and yeah. also I have to know when... You're so scared and overwhelmed that maybe you just need your mom to tuck you in one more time. Yeah. But I won't tuck you in until you fall asleep. You know why I do that? Why? Because I want you to fight your worry cloud by yourself. So if I stayed there until you fell asleep and you were really, really um, calm and relaxed because you're like, well, my mom's right here, so I'm safe, then guess what would happen? What? You would need me all the time. You'd be 25 and you'd be like, where's my mom? Because I'm afraid of the black Spider-Man. He might be in my closet. And the only way I can sleep is if my mom is laying with me until I fall asleep. And 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 my husband. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're going to have a husband at 25. We'll have to see about that. Yes, I'm going to be married with Alec. (laughs) Don't Um, say names on here. Oh, my friend. Yeah. I just say my friend. Yeah. Could I just say my friend's name, please? It's fine. Don't worry about it. No one's going to know who your friend is. Yes. But instead of tucking you in and making making you feel safe until you fall asleep, which I know you would like, I don't. I wait until you're calm, but you're sleepy, and then I leave. You know why? Why? Because if you fell asleep, completely fell asleep, and then I left, what do you think would happen in the middle of the night when you woke up and saw I wasn't there? I will be a little bit scared. Yeah, and you'd call for me because you'd be like, the last time I remembered I fell asleep, you were right with me. So when you're, I'll rub your head, right? And I'll say, what will I tell you? Good night. (laughs) What else will I tell you? Oh, you'll say, think about Candyland. That's right. Think about Candyland, right? Because I teach kids to think of a world. It doesn't have to be Candyland. That's your world. Yes. But I have kids teach, I teach them to think about their world and we all jumpstart you, right? So I'll say, what will I normally start with? You take me to the lake. But oh, yeah, the lake to make our chocolate. Yeah, if I take you to the chocolate lake. But you also normally start on the rainbow cloud, the oh, cotton yeah. candy cloud. 
Yes, but I'm talking about the first time I you made my board. That is true. So a lot of times I will I will start you in your world. So I'll say, you're on a cotton candy cloud. Oh, and there's somebody else on the other cotton candy cloud waving to you. Right? Yes. And then I'll say, oh, you guys are going to ride down the rainbow slide, and you're going to yes. go find, and I'll start your world, but then I'll tell you to finish your world. Right? Yes. How does the world work for you? Is that helpful? Well, I normally, like, go up, and, like, there's, like, a slide where you could even climb up it, and then, like, you could go by all your friends and stuff, and then you could slide down it. I know, it's fun. Now, we always do the same world, and so I recommend that parents, you know, keep the same exact world, and I normally say the exact same thing to you every single time, Mm -hmm. so that we keep it very simple, and it becomes very real in your head. And that's so that you don't have to worry about the black Spider-Man, and you don't have to fight your thoughts, you can just think about your candy land. Now, that doesn't always work, and sometimes... A lot of the time, you come back out, right? And we have a balcony. So I'm on the couch, and you come up to the balcony, and what do you say? Mom! Yeah? What else? And I say, Mom, I feel scared. That's right. And what do I say to you? We're safe in this house. (laughs) First, I might say, I'll say, what do you need to say to yourself? Well, safe in this house. Yep. Now will I say, I'm right here. I'll keep you safe. Oh, no. Why don't I say that? Because, like, it doesn't help and stuff. Yeah. Do I keep you safe or are you just safe because we're all safe in this house? I'm just safe because all of us safe in this house. Yeah. So there's two things that I do that you may not, may not even realize that I'm doing this on purpose. But there's two things that I do. One, I make you say the, ha- the green thoughts. So yeah. I, I might say, what do you need to tell yourself? And then you say, we're safe in this house. We're yeah. all safe in this house. Right? Yes, because I'm getting a little bit sick of it. <laughs> yes. Why? Because, like... I say it so slowly because you always you said that you when I first started it and then you just start doing it forever. I do. That's gonna be the that's gonna be my response every single time you come out of your room. That's what yes. I'm gonna say to you, right? And yes. you do get sick of it. And yep. and the second thing is, yep. so I want you to think of your own green thoughts. And two, I want you to realize that I'm not the one keeping you safe. I want you to realize that. That there's because if you think that I'm the one keeping you safe, you're gonna want to be near me. You're gonna worry about me. You're gonna want me to be near you because I'm the thing that's keeping you safe. And that's not true. We're all safe. Even if I'm in my room all the way downstairs and you're up in your room all the way upstairs, you are still safe. Well, at nighttime, I normally forget all my angels. So I think about I'm not safe, but I, but they're all angels. So I'm safe because. When angels see something bad is happening to you, they fight back for you. That's interesting. I never knew you thought that. Does that help you? Well, the first time, uh, like, you came up, you said, think about your angels when I had Lori Light. Oh, that's interesting. See, I don't even know the stuff that you're using that's helping you. Lori Light is something that we use too, right? Yes. 
So Mr. Eight uses Lori Light. So if, yes. for those of you that don't know, Lori Light is a woman who makes visual guided imagery for children and guided meditations for children. And yes. Mr. Eight uses every night, actually. Yes. Because she tells stories that are like deep relaxation and they help put him to bed. Now, Miss yeah. Six doesn't really use Lori Light too much unless Mr. Eight is actually having a sleepover with you. Yes. And then you listen to it, too. So it's not really one of yes. your tools. Yeah. Well, at the Lori Light, I used something else, and it really helped me. But then, like, one day, it didn't help me. So I we got rid of that, and then I just started to go to sleep by myself. Yeah, you are actually... A great sleeper now. I'm yeah. very impressed with you. You fight your fears. Yeah. We also do in our house, and and I think it's good to share with other people too because we started doing challenges. Yes. But when you first started having your worry cloud around three, we did yeah. challenges around the bathroom. But now yeah. we do challenges. We actually did a little bit of a challenge just a few minutes ago before we were talking, right? Yes. I said... Go get some Carmex because your yeah. lips are looking all chapped. Because yes, and it was upstairs in my room, and I feel a little bit scared to get it. So that's a good example. So I could have just said, you know what, I'll go up there with you. Well, okay, for starters, I could have just gone up and got it for you. That yeah. wouldn't have helped you because that would have been giving into your worry cloud, right? Yes. Or I could have gone up with you. That wouldn't have helped because that would have told you... That would have been partnering up with your worry cloud and saying that you need your mom to protect you and keep you safe. Well, the scariest thing was upstairs in Brother's room. <laughs> and why is why is Mr. Eight's room scary for you? Because like when like I, ever I see it, it, it's really dark in there. And I don't know why my room's so light and his room's so dark. Well, his room is dark because he has these, like, really heavy curtains that actually don't move very well. And so they kind of block out a lot of the light in his room. And your room doesn't have heavy curtains. So that's a good example. So you didn't want to go upstairs because you have to pass Mr. Eight's room and it's yes. dark. So what did you do? So I said to you, take a challenge yes. and go upstairs. And when you take a challenge, you don't have to. I yeah. always give it a choice. And I started this out when you were three. Yes. And you didn't want to go to the potty by yourself. I'd say, well, I could walk with you or you could take a challenge. And then you would earn, what would you earn? I'll earn like some chocolates and stuff and then I'll do it. Yeah. It really helped. <laughs> yeah, that's my parenting. It may not be your parenting and that's totally okay. But we had Junior Mints and yes. I had a box of Junior Mints and then... Yes. Um, Miss Six would, well, she was Miss Three at the time, would earn junior mints. I'd say you can, you know, if you fought your, and you don't have to use food as an incentive. Some parents don't like to do that, but it works for me and I don't have a problem with it. We also did a treasure box. And so you had a yeah. poop treasure box and you had like dollar toys yes. in there a long time ago. Do you remember that? Yes. It's still up there. It's still. It's empty though, because you yeah. haven't had to use that in a really long time. Yes. And the second thing what I did was... Wait, what was the what drink called again? We did. We used Marilax. Yeah. Yeah, we used Marilax to help. Um, but you don't have to have that anymore because you got yes. over it. That was happening because you were holding um, your poop, and we talked about taking the trash out. Remember we talked about taking the body trash out? Yes. And for those of you that need help with that, there's a separate episode on just how to help kids who need help pooping in the potty, and I will link to that in the show notes. 
But let's get back to talking about the challenge today. Yes. So, okay, so I said you can take a challenge and go upstairs. Yes. Right? And yeah. you knew that language because we started talking like that. We talked about worry clouds and challenges starting yes. at three years old. And so yeah. now, three years later, that's like double your life. Isn't yes. that crazy? Yes. You're double what you were. Yeah, and I didn't have to own anything because I was so used to challenges. That's a good point. I, you don't earn junior mints anymore. You don't yes. earn anything. You know what you earn? What? The feeling of braveness. Yes. That's a, that's a pretty big prize, right? Yes. Yep, so we don't earn anything, really. I'll just say, do you want to take a challenge? And then you know what you always say? Yes. That's right, because you're my fighter. I love that about you. So I said to you just about an hour ago, maybe less, I said, go upstairs and take a challenge if you want. Or I think I said, you can take a challenge. And what did you say? Yes. Okay. So then when you went upstairs, how did you make yourself feel better? By, like, it's not really scary because gnomes, they're like no strangers and it made me feel better. So what is that? Is that a red thought or a green thought? Green thought. Yep. So you gave yourself a green thought and you said, hey, there's nobody upstairs. There's no strangers up there. So what did you do to make yourself feel better? I looked in my brother's room and like I, I saw about like no one, no one was even in there. So you faced your fears. And so you have to pass Mr. Eight's room to go to your room to get your Carmex. Yes. And, and Carmex, I don't know if anyone else calls it Carmex, but it's just like lip balm or whatever. So you had to pass Mr. Eight's room, and instead yes. of running really fast past his room and not facing your fears, you looked in there and you played detective, right? We talked about yes. facing fears instead of running away from them. So you looked into his room, and you saw no one was in there. Yeah. Did you do anything with his room? You turned the light on in there? No. Okay. I just looked. So in the past, you probably would have even turned the light on, is my guess. Yeah. And then you went and you grabbed your Carmex? Yes. And then you came down? Well, I think I did that when I was four or five or three because I would normally like just turn his on, light on and my light on and then I'm like not turn it off because yeah. then I'll be scared. And that was okay. That was like a small step in facing your fears. So yeah. I would teach you if you're scared, and by the way, it's daytime and it's very light in my house, but... It's still scary, right? Because yes. worry clouds don't care if it's night or day. They still make yes. kids afraid to go upstairs. It still makes them afraid to go past what you might think is yes. like a darker room. And that's okay. You're learning how to fight that. Yes. Which is good. So in the past, when you were little, I would say to you, turn on all the lights as you go, right? I wouldn't do yes. it for you, but I would teach you how you can make yourself feel better. And that was important to me. Because I want you to know how to make yourself feel better. I think when I was four or five, like I was really scared of darkness. So like we have this little toy where it gets rid of all fears. That's true, we do. What is it called? You know, the bug thing, stuffed animal. Well, you put a note into his mouth and then zips it up. And then the next day... Oh, you're talking about the worry bug. Yes, the worry bug. Okay, how did that help you? Well, it does, does, it just does it for one day and stuff. Okay, so what kind of notes would you write to the worry bug? I would write about I'm scared of bees and then, like, it helps me. Yeah, you did write that. Yes. That you were scared of bees. Yep, and then how did it help? Well, it does help for, like, 
the next day, and that's that's how long it only goes for the magic. And no one knows where the paper even goes. When you zip it up and see it the next day, it's gone. That's crazy. Yes, it's like magic. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, there is a book called The Worry Bug, and it's very cute, and it's written by Andy Green. And she has a worry bug stuffed animal, like plush toy that you can buy that comes with it. And you can zip up his mouth and put your worry in there and then it disappears. Yes. And the next day you don't have that worry anymore. But after that day, then it goes away. That's cool. I'm glad to hear that. So that's another good technique. That's another good thing that parents can do with really young kids. Yes. So let me ask you. So we talked about... Um, If you have a child between two and six, and I'm just going to summarize for the audience. All right. So some of the things that are really important, they seem super simple, but you can see she's six and she's still using these tools. And in fact, they're common for her, you know, so she can do a challenge and she knows what it is. She can have a green thought. She knows what it is. She can play detective because she knows what that is. And that is something that's language and skills that she's had probably ever since she can remember because we started it at three. Yes. So this is stuff that we've talked about forever. So she, she's only six, but I feel like we've been doing this forever. Yeah. kind of <laughs> feels like that. It does, right? So the earlier the better to start giving your kids coping mechanisms. And the trick is you're not really expecting big things. You're you're planting some very big seeds and it will make life a lot easier because I can help her with her six-year-old fears so much better and I can help Mr. Eight and Mrs. 14, she's not married, so it's Miss 14, I guess, with their fears because they've already had this language since they were three. So the earlier, the better. So naming it, um, setting up red thoughts and green thoughts, um, that's just my language for... Um, anxiety thoughts versus um, non-anxiety thoughts and not random thoughts but actually tackling the fear itself yes you could call bad thoughts or good thoughts too that is true but they have to be related to the like the good thoughts have to be related to the bad thoughts because some kids will say well i'll just distract myself and think of something else completely and i try to teach kids that no you want to really fight the fear that you're having you don't want to just get your mind off of it You want to fight it first and then relax. So when you go to bed at night and you're worried about a monster in your bed, I mean, in your closet, I don't want you to just sit there and try to think of your candy land. If it's really bothering you, I want you to get up, have a green thought that says black Spider-Man's not real, turn on your closet and go check and then distract yourself and have a candy land world. Well, the first thing what I noticed about black Spider-Man, like under my bed, about he can't fit under there. That is true. So you played detective and you checked yes. and we looked under your bed and we said, you have a trundle bed. There's another bed under your bed. That doesn't make any sense. Yes. I was talking about like under the top bed, like the bottom bed. And I only thought about there's no bed under there. So now I know. So that helped too. So we're talking about naming it. Red thoughts, green thoughts. We talk about playing detective and having kids go and check out things for themselves having them feel empowered so you're not keeping them safe. How do they keep themselves safe? So watch your language. And we talked about challenges. And challenges were a very big and continue to be a very big part of how we beat anxiety in our house, right? Yes. And you're doing so good. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) So before we go, 
I just wonder if there's any, what advice would you give parents out there who have kids between the ages of two and six who have worries too, just like you? What's the best thing a parent can do? Is say about, it's not really, where are you thinking about a monster, but it's not really real. Okay, so that really helped you? Yes. What would not help you? It's uh, the parent that's coming up and tucking you in one more time and doing it over again all the time. That wouldn't help? Yes, because then it'll be helping you all the cloud, not defeating it. And we want to defeat it completely. <laughs> On that boy. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome to hear you say that. Are you going to be a therapist when you're older? Maybe in a mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could do both jobs on both sides. That's true. I'm doing that. Yes. You can do whatever you want, right? Yes. I love you. I love you too. All right. Well, how about we say goodbye to everybody? Okay. Goodbye. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. You know, you're, you're probably helping a lot of parents out there hear it directly from a child. Because I tell people stuff like this all the time, but hearing it from you so much better. How about we do this all the time? <laughs> How about we just do it on work days, like when I'm sick? <laughs> no, because then you're going to be sick all the time. That would oh, probably... God. But maybe once in a while, I would love to have you on. Yes. That'd be awesome. How about when it's Saturday or, or Sundays? That would be awesome. Yes. Thank you, Mystics. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. I thought you said... Sick. <laughs> Thank you, Mystic. That's that's kind of true too, right? Yes. Thank you, okay. Mystic. All right. Bye. Well, I hope that you found listening to my daughter informative, and I hope you had some good takeaways on how to apply that with your own young children. Sometimes hearing kids process this stuff as I'm talking about it can be pretty helpful. So if you're enjoying my podcast, I would love it if you can just hit a star. If you're listening to it on iTunes, there are stars that are like right below the name of the podcast. And if you hit one that sets a rating and I appreciate it and it will literally take you two seconds. If you're feeling really giving, if you can leave a review on how this podcast is helping you, I want to thank the last few people who have left reviews. Thank you to Michelle who wrote, loves this podcast. So much helpful advice. It's great. And thank you to bird 23. I don't know what people's real names are. And they wrote awesome. This podcast was very helpful for me. And I have an eight year old son, which is one out of five. That's a big plate of kids. And many of the things that you have explained, he does daily. Thank you so much for the many tips that you've shared. I'm definitely about to invest in the indoor trampoline, which I think is a great investment. (laughs) So if you have some input on how the podcasts are helping you, I would love it if you take some time and write a review. If you want to get more of me, don't forget to visit YouTube because I do YouTube videos that are short and sweet and often cover many different topics than I cover on the podcast. And you can go to youtube.com backslash C backslash anxious toddlers 78 and binge watch my YouTube videos. And if you want to read some articles or just the hub of where all of my work is, 
You can go to anxious toddlers to teens.com. That's where I put my podcast, my YouTube videos, and my articles. And you can also check out my online classes. If you're interested in getting further help on how to help your kids talk about these red thoughts and green thoughts, all those skills are in my online class. And to find out more about that, just go to my website and there's links on the very top and there's links on the bottom. There's links everywhere. You can also join me in my private Facebook group and there's links to that as well at the very bottom of my website. I hope you find the sparkle in everything you do and I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more tips and parenting support, visit anxioustoddlers.com. 